Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. Let's go. <coughs> 12 and oh. 5 for real? Yeah, I have them listed on. And, and the crazy part, it's really 13 and 5. But I, I'm not counting the Sugar Bowl because I said if Bryce Young and Willie Anderson don't play, I'm taking Kansas State. If they play, I'll take Bama. But I, I'm technically—I mean, I took Bama and won a lot of money on that one. But I'm not gonna—I'm not counting that one technically since I didn't explicitly give that one out. But I'm not counting TCU, even though I've told y'all TCU might win. I also said Ohio State could score on Georgia, so that—that that got me my over. Was—was was that targeting? Were you—was that targeting? No, it's not fucking targeting. It's a no? semifinal. It's the semifinal of the national championship. No, it's Bro. not targeting. Wait, which how one is that not about? targeting? Are you talking about Georgia or TCU? No, TCU. The the oh, no, late TCU's hit. TCU's targeting, but it, it, I think that rule is dumb. I think that player's like actually like made the dumbest play of all time. I don't know Probably. if you're recording, but uh, we, we can talk about it. Well, no, we are recording. We are recording. Yeah, 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 but. I you mentioned the sugar bowl. It's kind of funny. Uh, so me and my buddy, we like to we like to bet first quarter totals, going with the under every time. So I think uh, we did for the sugar bowl. We took the over, and it's funny because we didn't even talk about it. It was just one of those. I saw it in the morning, and I was like, uh, thir- thirteen and a half. I'm like, both teams have to score a touchdown, right? That's just one touchdown each took the over god i never sweated so hard for that for that <laughs> so i was like i think uh tcu went up three zero and i was just like it's pretty much most of the first quarter's gone already i'm like man i'm over here already th- it's it's like two o'clock in the afternoon 1 30 and i'm already throwing my shit around like <laughs> screw this bro what is wrong with them like they don't know how to play football and then um the tcu running back oh what's his name um Dude, he little guy. Right? Oh no, that's Kansas yeah. State, right? Kansas State, Kansas State. My bad, my bad. Bro, Kansas little State. man, Vaughn. State, dude, he, Vaughn, yeah, yeah. Vaughn, Vaughn. He's yeah, Vaughn, he broke. He broke off that ninety-some yard run. I was like, I looked at me. I was like, who knows? We might still be in this. And then um, Alabama got the ball and then broke it down. And literally on, I think the last play of the first quarter, one of the last plays on the first quarter. Boom, touchdown, Alabama. I was like, let's go. Let's go. So literally from a couple of big plays, I, 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 I thought I was, I was done. I thought the under, it was under for sure. But then a um, couple big plays later, you know, pulling off a sweat. You texted me at one point, David. I don't remember, like, I'm looking for right now. If you're like, tell Brett that, like, I had one of those moments. You know what I mean? No, Where you, like, you, you-, you said that, not me. Oh, I said that? Yeah, dude. Because I remember I was, I was sick. I was sick at that time. I was dying on the couch. And then I was like, it was with no. Kansas Kansas, it, and... Um, so, so, yeah. So, Arkansas-Kansas. That was a pretty pretty crazy game. Uh, you know, as Alex mentioned, went 12-5 went and five on all the ones we, we went out. Fortunately, did, did not give out the pick that I had on that game. Uh, I, I did have Arkansas. I, I think I gave out the over in the column. So, that one, that one hit pretty easily. But... Uh, with Arkansas, you know, I, I knew as soon as they threw that 
interception at the end of the first half. I think they were up maybe 21 points at the time or 24 points, and they could have scored again. And they threw that interception, and I was like, darn, that's going to hurt my over. And, you know, li- little did I know, I mean, I had a little bit on the over. I had some, you know, did a lot of parlays at all. Uh, you know, Arkansas was kind of the parlay pick that I did. Didn't give that one out. And, you know, I knew that interception was going to come back. And then I'm sitting here. I actually went to the Texas Bowl. So I went to the Ole Miss-Texas Tech game, which was that night. So basically, I didn't watch the fourth quarter of Arkansas-Kansas. I, I saw the score was like 38-13. Basically, you know, was just getting out of the Uber, walking to the stadium. And then I get there to go watch the game with my uncle and cousins. And my uncle's like, like, did you see what, like, are you seeing what's happening? And I, 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 if I can remember correctly, I think we were, the Arkansas was up like 38-23. So 15 points, three minutes left, and they had the ball. And Kansas had no timeouts. That's what my roommate tells me. And somehow, I think, they could have basically taken three knees, taken off a minute and a half, kicked a field goal to go up. Uh, how well, how many points like 18 and finished it, but somehow they fumbled and then you know had a horrible defense and then couldn't recover the onside. And as soon as they didn't recover the onside, I said, I, I know what's gonna happen because they were up eight, they were up like 38 30. And I was like, Well, I got Arkansas minus three or two and a half, I think. And so I'm like, Well, they'll probably score and then miss the two point, and then Arkansas win by two, and then I won't get the cover, but Arkansas won't have officially blown it. Uh, lo and behold, they they did tie it, which kind of gave me hope. In overtime, I was like, okay, well, Arkansas can win on a field goal. Maybe if they score first. Well, Kansas gets the ball to start the, the OT. So then I'm like, okay, well, if Kansas gets a field goal, Arkansas can go win. But if Kansas scores a touchdown, I'm going to have to wait till second OT, right? So Kansas scored, Arkansas scored, second OT, Arkansas goes down and scores. So they're up. I think they're up eight points. And I'm like, well, as long as Kansas doesn't score a touchdown, we win. I win. I, I'll get the cover. And then, of course, you know, Kansas scores. Maybe it was third or fourth down. And then they go back and forth on, I think, maybe the third OT or the fourth OT. Arkansas ended up winning by two. So that was, you know, hit the over, didn't get the cover. Uh, by f- that was actually, that was probably my worst beat of bowl season. I think a very close second. I don't know if y'all remember this. is Minnesota-Syracuse. I mean, I, I, had that some, one. I had some historic, I mean, for, I, I, you know, I was spot on on my, 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 some of my top plays, you know, Oregon State, my lock of the month, Fresno's uh, money line hit. I think I went 4-0 on lock of the weeks and 1-0 on wow. lock of the month in bowl season. So that was, that was, that was nice. Um, 12-5. But with, with, uh, with Minnesota, they, I think I was laying – actually, it's partially thing. So I had I, – I think I got it at the beginning of the bowl season, Minnesota minus 7.5, and, and I think it closed at minus 10. And I think I gave it out at – I think it gave it out at 8. So that one was a push. But anyway, uh, Minnesota was up like, I don't know, 13 or 14. I think they were up like 15 actually. Or, yeah, I think they were up 15 with like three minutes left. And Syracuse gets the ball and, you know, the, the, la- you know, the classic garbage time touchdown to go cover the spread or whatever. And Syracuse actually, like, fumbles. Minnesota picks it up. And then they run it back 60 yards to, like, the Syracuse 20. I'm like, okay, well, three minutes left of the ball. They're up 15. Like, this is great. Ball game. I get the cover and everything. And they throw a flag for horse collar on the, the horse collar tackle on Minnesota. I'm like, okay, well, that's another 15. And then because they flew that flat, they, they threw the flag, I think that allowed them to go review the play. And they reviewed, and Minnesota had 12 people on the field. So then it was offsetting penalties, and the holding call didn't count. 
But then at that point, I'm like, okay, well, great. You know, that was that was the turnover that was going to – I thought I was going to get screwed. Then the turnover prevented the screw. But then I got screwed again by the refs who reviewed something that really isn't reviewable if they can't notice it immediately because the other team had a flag. And so at that point, I was like, okay, great. And, you know, we know Syracuse is scoring. But lo and behold, it was like fourth and goal on the sixth for Syracuse to get the cover. And I remember I was watching on my phone because I was on the I was on a on a on a shuttle on the way to, to skiing to Brackenridge, and uh, nice. you know I was all, telling the play by play with my friends. I was like, "Watch me get screwed here!" And lo and behold, it's like fourth and goal at the six. The Syracuse QB maybe like scrambles around for like eight seconds, ten seconds. No one's open. Almost gets sacked like ten yards behind the line of scrimmage, and eventually is rolling out right. And instead of throws, makes you know one move and and cuts and dives for the pylon or something gets in that was that one was a pretty pretty tough uh that was pretty tough i i, I you know ironically you know some of the other years I, I feel like i do better earlier in the bowl season than not as good later on but but this season bowl season was overall uh, you know a little bit better than a wash for me um uh, especially because just i hit as i mentioned my five plays and that's not even including uh two of the ones which we'll get to in a bit uh on the playoff that that uh, i didn't give out um, but New Year's Day and New Year's Eve was was really good. Um, so that that was probably the worst. Those were the worst beats. Um, moving forward, I guess to just recap New Year's Six, as you was mentioning, uh, you know, Sugar Bowl. As I mentioned on the podcast, I was probably taking Kansas State money line until I heard Bryce Young and Will Anderson were playing, and uh, you know, I felt like I couldn't get enough down on on Bama. You know, who's trying racing to the counter? You know the. Uh, to, to get money on Alabama. And I, I will say I was nervous at 10-0, but I think after that touchdown that you mentioned, when that touchdown happened and it was the way it happened, I'm like 89 yards, I was like, okay, like Kansas State's either winning this game or that's going to wake Bama up. And, you know, Bama went down the field in about a minute and a half and scored a touchdown. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that's that the Alabama that we have known for the past 15 years, right? And so from that moment, I was like, yeah. And I was with a, a Kansas State grad, actually, on the slopes. And so, you know, he, he, he went to the Big 12 championship game. He skipped out on the New Orleans part, probably, probably a smart move on his part. And uh, it, it, was, it was pretty ugly after that. I didn't really didn't get to watch those games. Those were during the day. But, um, you know, didn't seem, uh, didn't seem too competitive. Uh, a sh- shout out to things that, you know, were, were good. The, the Iowa-Kentucky under it. Lowest, lowest under in bowl season history, I think, at like 31, 31 and a half. That was just, just beautiful. Actually, I think the, the specific thing I gave out in the column, because I didn't even give out the under, I gave out Iowa. And I literally, like, I think I wrote three sentences. I said, I have no idea how this game's going to go. Both teams are starting backup quarterbacks. Iowa's defense and special teams is going to do something. Just trust me. And I was kind of saying it as half a joke. But, and lo and behold, Iowa has... 207 yards of total offense, but they get two pick sixes <laughs> and with 21-0 and the whole second half's a shutout. And, you know, yeah, I said, I don't know how this is going to hit, but it's, it's just, you know, the Big Ten's going to get one on the SEC. And that was the one that they got. They went one and three against the SEC this year. So that one was good. Um, what else? Yeah, Tennessee. You know, that was, you know, they, they had a lot to play for. I think that that quarterback was How about, pretty- how about Orange? Tennessee in orange Clemson playing in the orange bowl. That's I loved that about this. That was, that was so ironically funny. I loved it. I'll tell you another orange fact about that. 
not even just the the orange bowl. Did you know apparently there were two cheese it bowls this year? There's like the cheese it really? bowl. There's the cheese it bowl and there's the cheese it citrus bowl. Yeah. So the cheese it bowl was Florida State beating Oklahoma. And the cheese it citrus bowl in Atlanta was LSU, you know, completely dismantling, you know, outgun Purdue at Drew Brees on the sideline. And so what I saw, you know, LSU beat LSU won the Cheese It Citrus Bowl. Florida State won the Cheese It Bowl. Well, LSU and Florida State are playing in Orlando at the, where the Citrus Bowl just was Labor Day weekend to start the season next year to uh, figure out who's going to be the cheesiest. So if anyone <laughs> takes that, <laughs> you heard it here first. I love that. For the tennis, for the Orange Bowl, that was probably the easiest, like whatever the total opposite of a sweat was that night right there, because I had this, I had um, Tennessee covering the spread, which was like plus what, two and a half, three and a half. I don't even know what it was either way. They won outright anyways. So I was just, you know, they're tapping that ass and I was just sitting there like, okay, easy money. And then also <clears throat> on the hockey side, I had the Oilers money line and during a commercial break, I was watching the Orange Bowl, went to a commercial break. So I went to the Oilers game. They scored in that minute and a half. They scored four goals in that minute and a half. And oh, I was just like, bro, this is going to be the easiest night ever. Like, I am just like King. chilling. Like, I, I'm, ca- I'm counting the money. I don't care. Hey, I don't like, you put, some you, put a dollar, you put a dollar twenty-five on that um, on that game on that hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, it's like two fifty. <laughs> but I mean, um, it, it kind of it, it doesn't. You know, when you sweat it, it really like gets the adrenaline going. It's a little too easy, but um, <clears throat> I didn't put anything in really for the college football playoffs because I was just it was so unknown. Honestly, if it was, I'm glad I didn't because I would have sided with blowouts because that's what the college football playoffs semifinals have always been blowouts. So I probably would have done some stupid, like take TCU minus 20 and a half alternate spread or something like that. Like, <laughs> that might not have been, been too far off. I think, uh, yeah. So let's, but let's let's talk about the the playoff. I think the only I guess the two quick tidbits on the other New Year's six games. The only New Year's six game that didn't go well for me was was Utah Penn State. You know Utah was kind of the last leg of the parlays. You know I was able to hedge, but uh, you know their quarterback got hurt in the second half, and so that uh that I don't know. I, there was like art money coming in that day. Like I woke up that morning and the line went from like Utah minus two to like Penn State minus one and a half. So someone, some people in Vegas knew something. I have no idea how they knew the quarterback was going to get injured in the second half because he looked fine in the first half. And it was a tie game for the first half. But, you know, Utah was, it looked like Utah was moving the ball a little bit better. They, they could actually run on him. It was more sustainable. And, but, you know, Penn State had some big plays on third down backed inside their own 15. And Utah like never gives up those long plays so I, I that was very uncharacteristic and then the quarterback went out and so that, that that the rest was history there i did hit the over so that was nice um what did i say in that Tulane usc game i sat here on this podcast i said don't yeah. be surprised if Tulane wins that game and i will say the over was one of my biggest plays and that was one of the easiest monies i've ever had i didn't think Tulane was going to cover in the fourth quarter i'll be honest i i i, I had lost faith 
but you know, I, I just, those just situations it's, you know, somehow something finds a way and you know, that USC guy at the end just botched the kickoff return. He could have let it go out of bounds. They would have the ball at the 40 or he could have let it go to the end zone and they would have the ball at the 25. But instead he tried to field it in the corner at the two yard line and they got it at the one. And then, you know, Tulane safety really Tulane went in regulation, even without the safety. If they force the, if they force the punt, they can go down and, and tie it up. Um, but yeah, he, Lincoln Riley, he needs to, he needs to figure out some defense. He needs to, to hire a side. Defensive coordinator. I know he likes Alex Grinch. I think Grinch is the name. I still what there. Is, isn't he like one in six or something in bowl games? Or what, David? Didn't we talk about this? Or what? What's his record in bowl games? Do you know? I can look it up, but it's not sucky, good. Sucky and sucky. Um, um, I'll pull it up while y'all are checking, checking, chatting. That sounds right because they went to the playoff. They lost. They got shut out against Clemson. I He's think one in four in bowls. Lincoln Riley is. He got shut out against Clemson in the playoff. He lost by however many to LSU. I think it was, what, 63-28 was the final? Yeah, 63-28. Mm-hmm. It was 49-14 and a half. He lost to Oklahoma the year that he had uh, Kyler. He lost, I'm sorry, he lost to Bama the year he had Kyler. And then the – actually, I think that's it. I, I don't think he was coaching against Clemson. Yeah, he won the coach during Clemson. So I think he lost – he might have lost – I think he was the coach for that Rose Bowl against Georgia – which, like, in my opinion, still the best college football playoff game played. I know that Georgia Ohio State game was good, but I, I think that Georgia Oklahoma game was. Bro, incredible. both of them this year were really good. Yeah. yeah. So I think, real quick, I think he lost to. Yeah, I think he lost to Georgia. He lost to uh, Alabama. To tell you? Lost to exercise. And then he just lost to Florida State. And then I guess one of the years, maybe 2020, they didn't. He, maybe 2020, he won the bowl game and they didn't go to the playoffs. So, yeah, New Year's Six Bowls, he's not it, – it, you know, you have to – defense wins championships, believe it or not. Um, but, but, yeah. I wonder talk, where that's from. <laughs> I know we're kind of on, on time here. Talking about uh, the, the playoff games, I mean, those were just unbelievable. So, I, you know, as I mentioned the theme, you know, whatever I give out, do the opposite. So, I, I did have TCU, and I just figured, you know, we don't really know a lot about Michigan. They only play these Big Ten teams. Their non-conference slate was easy. You know, they're really just built to – beat Ohio State and TCU's a different matchup and you know TCU got you know again extremely lucky I mean you know from the opening the first possession what the Michigan fumbles on the one yard line and then TCU gets two pick sixes and then those the refs overturn a touchdown and then Michigan fumbles again at the one or something so like that's you know all those things led and then TCU still only won by a few scores or like by six points and almost blew the game at the end with some very conservative play calling so that you know, I, I gave out the under in that one. It was looking good in the first quarter at zero. And then, you know. Yeah, it didn't look good at all. <laughs> so, continuing with the theme of TCU is just this, whatever I give out in a TCU game is just been horrific this season. Even though the other bet I had on TCU did well, but I haven't been doing good on spread. So I was 37 like, well, and a half, right? Was that spread? And they scored 96. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't, and the first quarter was like three zero or like seven three or something. Like I was feeling fine. So he, that was that was crazy. But on the flip side, with the Georgia game, Georgia's actually been. I think the the game, the Georgia games. I think I've won the most money on this year. So the TCU games, I've lost the most money on this year, and Georgia games, I've won the most money on this year. So it's gonna be 
we're going to get to it. It's going to be a very interesting national championship for me. Uh, you know, it's, it's like an unstoppable force against immovable object. But, but yeah, so the Georgia-Ohio State game, I had basically my biggest bet of the entire year was the over in that game. I think it was like over 61 half, over 62. Did not tell a soul. I gave out Georgia over 34 and a half, which was like kind of halfway giving it out without actually giving it out. Uh, just because I figured Ohio State win the Cheeky bastard. And, uh, and, you know, Ohio State, look, Georgia's secondary got toasted against passing and receiving. That's, you know, what happened against Bama in the SEC championship game last year. That's what happened against LSU. I know LSU, you know, they were kind of up a lot. So maybe, you know, maybe that doesn't count as much. But there were still starters in the game in the second half. And then, you know, Ohio State just took it to them. I, I think Ohio State had a very good strategy of, their offensive line played, you know, much better than expected. And Stroud just kind of backpedaled and, and ran around enough to where, like, if the Georgia pass rush doesn't get home, like, you know, th- there's going to be some leaks in the secondary. And I, I guess that's just like an overall note. If, you know, going into the semifinals, you would have thought that Georgia and Michigan would control the line of scrimmage. And really, both of them didn't control the line of scrimmage. Uh, really, it was TCU and Ohio State the lower seats that controlled the line of scrimmage in both of those games, I, I felt, or at least better than expectations. Were you were you as surprised about TCU as I was, or am I kind of out on that? I think I was a little surprised that they won, but I wasn't surprised that they got two pick sixes and two fumbles. Hey, Max Duggan can play, though. That Max Duggan character, man, he can play. He's a big boy. He can run, yeah. too. No, look, yeah, he can run it. And I mean, and that, that was Michigan's problem. They don't play anyone in the Big Ten outside of Ohio State that mm-hmm. has a sort of dynamic offense whatsoever. It's just line up in the eye and run it between the tackles more or less. So, you know, I, I thought that that was certainly, uh, you know, they just hadn't seen that all year. And, you know, uh, Max Duggan, uh, TCU has a lot of seniors. It has a lot of experience. I know Stetson Bennett's like 85 years old, but. Yeah. I think he's 87, he, actually. But yeah, 87. TCU might actually be the more experienced and older team. Um, their offensive line's really solid. I think that that's going to be the key matchup to watch in this game will be the TCU, uh, the TCU Georgia, like TCU offensive line against Georgia's defensive line. Uh, you know, re- Jalen Carr for Georgia really didn't do that much against Ohio State, so he'll he'll need a big game if he wants to make a push first. The number one pick, and you know, the Georgia's been without linebacker Nolan Smith for uh, for a while. Um, so that that'll be a good matchup. I thought. I guess last comments on the uh, Georgia Ohio State. I felt that uh, you know I thought Georgia scored too quickly at the end. I, I was getting concerned when they scored with fifty seconds left. So you know, I was like, yeah. I, I know it's over. They scored too quick. You know, I've seen this act before, but. Fortunately, uh, you know, the, the defense, you know, stepped up enough. I mean, really, Ohio State should have won. That, that, the, the last three play calls were horrific. I think they ran it on first down. And in my opinion, they should have just ran it twice again. But they tried to pass. And, you know, they didn't have Marvin Harrison. And, you know, obviously the QB can't dance around because he can't risk taking a sack. So, uh, you know, I felt Georgia stepped up there. And, you know, look, the, the play of the biggest play of the college football season so far wasn't even made by a play by a player. It was made by a coach. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? No. George uh, Kirby smarts timeout on that Ohio state fake punt. He called it right before Ohio state faked the punt with like five or six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Cause Ohio mm. state 
fourth and one on their own, like 35. And they were going to fake the punt and they had the numbers and they actually ran the play and it worked. But Kirby called that timeout one second before and that allowed Georgia to actually get the ball back. And then they scored on like the first or second play. And then there's, you know, sufficient time in the game to hold Ohio State to a field goal and then go down and win it. Um, it, which is what ended up happening. I think if you don't that call that time out, I think Ohio State runs enough clock. Even if they don't get a first down, they might run enough clock to make it to make it really difficult uh, on on Stetson. But Stetson Kirby's played. He didn't play first quarters. I think he went. I think I saw the stats line. He went like ten for twelve for hundred plus yards in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. That last good. I think they should have ran the ball on second down. I think they scored too quick as I mentioned, but. You know, Ohio State's kicker shanked it. I saw it might, might be a little karma for his, you know, some would say disrespectful celebration uh, in the Rose Bowl the year earlier when he, uh, when he kicked the winning kick. So, you know, it all it all evens out. But um, yeah, um, how about how about it happening right when the ball dropped? That was like so cool. I thought that was see, yeah. that was great. <laughs> no, it, you, you really can't script it. I, I like the little multicam stuff. I wish I was yeah. watching. Cam view. I was at a restaurant, so I I, I was just watching. David, David watched it. The main yeah. <laughs> counting down while I I, I called it like because it was like five minutes till midnight, and I was kind of like, I told my wife, I was like, this is kind of lining up to where it it might time right, where he might kick the field goal right at as the ball drops, and so you know they're counting down ten, nine, eight. He's over here getting ready to kick the field. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my God! What are the Because I know, like, I was, no I was, idea. The, right? So it was like 10 p.m. for me. So I wasn't like, no one was counting down anything, and I was just yeah. watching again, and I wasn't looking at my phone. I, I just, I, I, it's just incredible that that timing lined up, and like the ball, like the, you know, it's like the New Year's ball dropped when Ohio State's ball dropped. So like that was one in a billion billion. It has to crazy. be crazy. I still think the Oklahoma semifinal game is the best game of the playoff era. I still think that's better than the Georgia-Ohio State game, just because I think oh. and Oklahoma both being better. I think Georgia and Ohio State made a little some mistakes. And, yeah, it was back and forth, but it was more of a game of runs, I think. So I think, uh, you know, I still oh. think Oklahoma, the Rose Bowl, I thought that was incredible. But th- this one's He's up. A train, David. You got to jump in front of the train and stop him. He'll keep going. No. <laughs> yep. I love it. The, the, the two fans and I. We got to know Monday night, TCU, Georgia, Brett's best bets. What, what are we looking at? I mean, I saw it opened up 13 and a half, the spread 13 and a half. Now it went down to 12 and a half. What, 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 what's going on here? What, what, what are we looking at, Brett? Well, as I mentioned, this is, this is unstoppable force against a movable object because I've been horrific on TCU games in ones I give out and I've done very well in Georgia games. Uh, Georgia, Tennessee spread was a big one. I gave out the under that one also hit and then Georgia, Ohio state. Uh, so, you know, this has been, it, it's, it's, it's a very interesting matchup. I, I I'm. I, I, sounds, I, I, sounds like we're hedging no matter what we're hedging. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have, I've been hesitant. I haven't written the column yet. I haven't given anything out. I'll lead it with, you know, last year, I mentioned last year, I Georgia to win the Natty and the, the play that I gave out uh, for the national championship because I already had the Natty going. I said, OK, we're just going to do a, we're going to do a two team parlay. I'm going to give out Georgia and the under and Georgia 
cover the spread against Bama and the under hit, even with, you know, I was freaking out as Bama was, or Georgia was running back to pick six, but the under still hit, fortunately. So that, that was a nice little, little two teamer parlay, like same game parlays paying like 2.6 to one. Those are, those are good ways to go. Uh, I know, I know I'm stalling here. So I, I, I think, you know, what I really, what I saw when I first saw the lines, it was like 13 and a half, 62 and a half. I had a gut reaction and I kind of already had it after watching the semifinal games too. I think y'all are going to think I'm crazy and I might look like the biggest idiot in the world after I say this and what happens Monday night. I love the under in this game. We I, just, I, I think so too. We just watched wow. scoring playoff games, but they were higher scoring for different reasons than TCU and Georgia being awesome on offense and bad on defense. I think, you know, the Georgia defense has gotten exposed and this is their opportunity coming off a game that they should have lost and a game where everyone's talking about how TCU is going to carve them up just like Ohio state is. I think Georgia comes out extremely physical. I think they get to the quarterback more than they did against Ohio State. I know Duggan's mobile. I know the TCU offensive line's good. I think Georgia really gets to the quarterback. I, the only thing that gives me hesitation with the under is, I don't know how TCU's going to stop Georgia. I think Georgia's going to score as much as they want. So in my head, when I'm evaluating this game, I'm saying I think the under's going to hit because I thought the under, the total should have opened at like 70 after watching those two games and those yeah. temp. And now it's, it opened at like 62 and a half and it's actually come down and the betting splits have it. Like, it's like ridiculous betting spritz. It's all pros VJs. It's like all the pros are on the under all the public is like 80% of the bets are on the over. So that's a really interesting dynamic. I think I saw some trends actually. It's like when the, when the, when the total, whatever side, the total is moved has like lost the past nine, like national championship games. But whatever side the spread is moved has like gone like six and three or whatever off like the opening. So that means like if it starts at 62 and it goes 61, basically it would say take the over, even though the sharps are on the under. And in the past, if it started at TCU plus 13 and a half and it's dropped to TCU plus 12 and a half, that usually means, okay, sharps are on TCU. The sharps have been right on the spread. So, you know, following that, you would think, okay, TCU in the over. But to me, I, I just really think after what Kirby Smart and Georgia went through against Ohio State and they saw, hey, we lost this game because we got into a track meet when we want all we want to do is play ground and pound and take the air out of the football. So I think Georgia's going to take the air out of the football and try to do exactly what they did to Tennessee. They're going to run the ball. They're not going to try to pass it with Stetson and make, you know, he's not a first round talent. They're not going to make him just, you know, they kind of abandoned the run in the first half against Georgia. I was so upset. Um, I, I think they're going to run. They're going to try to go on these 10 play, you know, eight minute touchdown drives, getting four yards in a cloud of dust. And, you know, I think they take the air out of the football. I think they impose their will. I, I think, you know, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if TCU covered and I actually have a parlay uh, with TCU, with TCU covering for this reason too. I, I think I'm either going to give out the under or I'm going to say, let's do the under or like, let's parlay under and Georgia spread. Because I know, I know Georgia's going to get, if, if Georgia needs to score, they're going to score on TCU. But I so, can totally see this game being 35-13. I don't know if your sources are a little bit more reliable than mine, but I'm looking at the, it, the total opened at 
61 and a half. Yeah, so. whatever. Yeah, whatever. I, I mean, that, that it could be 61 and a half. I thought it was 62 and a half, but uh, I mean, it's 62 and a half I, right now. Okay, so maybe it went back up. I mean, it might open it at different, uh, at different books, right? Because um, I could definitely see. Uh, are you just crediting at 60- our man here? I'm just, I'm just asking. No, like, maybe, maybe he has better sources than me, so I, I, I use his better sources. That there's multiple sports books, but I, I think, yeah, I think it's at 62 and a half now. So, may, so maybe, maybe the sharps bought it down to 61 when I read the article, and then now it's because that was like three days ago, and then now it's, it's jumped back up to 62 and a half. So that, I, you know, I think, I think the public's definitely on it. I'm looking at the betting spreads. I see 83% of the bets are on the over, but 64% of the money is on the under. So that's like. I mean, insane. That's like the average under tickets, like four times as much as the average over ticket. So yeah, but I, I've I've realized I feel like recently I know it's a little different because it's the national championship game and everybody's gonna be betting this. But um, beforehand, um, recently I, I feel like whenever it comes with the with the money differential and the sharp, looking at where the sharps go. When it comes to the total, like eh, the sharps ain't they they kind of wrong a lot <laughs> when you when you look at the money disparity and the percentage and whatnot. But like I said, this is the it's the natty, so a lot of people everybody's gonna be betting on it. Usually it's a big discrepancy yeah. when that happens. No, go go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's a it's usually different when it's one of these big time, you know, the Super Bowl and stuff like that when the game that everybody's betting on versus just a regular old, you know, college football game that bottom of the roster and whatnot. No, and, and that that's a very good point. Just because it's the the national championship doesn't mean it needs to be the biggest bet of the season. I think you know a lot of people make the biggest bet of the season on Super Bowls too. You know, I, I personally go crazy with Super Bowl pops. Maybe we'll maybe I'll come back on next month in the Super Bowl and and give you some some funny props to. Because I, I basically bet the entire sheet almost. It's it's I'm addicted to it. That that yeah, if to answer your question, down to the one, color down to the Gatorade color. Yeah, I think I think that the Super Bowl might be the one thing that I just bet for fun. I'll bet heads tails. I'll bet all these the team to win, the toying cost wins. I'll do these uh, you know Super Bowl squares. I I, I try it all. So I'll I'll come up with some crazy obscure ones that I, that I'll be betting uh, if I come back on for that. But. But last thing I'll say about the national championship, and then I'm going I'm to head out. Um, I think that, it, you know, it's a big game. Doesn't need to be the biggest bet. It's usually the sharpest lines because, they're, because like, everyone's betting it. So it's really 50-50 on either side. I think everyone's thinking TCU and the over, you know? It's been a very unpredictable college football playoff si- season, so... Georgia on the under, you know, I think, I think I'm leaning towards giving out Georgia and the under parlay. I definitely think I'm going to be on that Georgia TCU under. So maybe, maybe that'll be the official one I, I give out here. But um, I think it's going to be a very interesting game. I would not be surprised if Georgia turns the ball over two or three times in the first half and TCU's up or it's tied because TCU's had the most ridiculous luck I've ever seen. And maybe Stetson Bennett gets hurt. I hate to say it, but TCU's played against backup quarterbacks, I think, half the year. So you, you really can't remove that from the equation. But I, I just think Georgia's a team is, is just, you know, more than one person. And I, I, I don't know. I have, I have a hard – after watching that Georgia-Ohio State game, I have a very hard time 
seeing Georgia lose the national championship. But if TC wins, it'll be the greatest Cinderella college football winner of my generation for for sure. I mean, yeah. you know, especially now, all the favorites have won. This is my gut feeling. Um, everything there's a lot of balance in the world. Um, typically, our college football semifinals are very lopsided, boring. This year we got exciting, close. With that being said, my gut is telling me Georgia by like 50 points, but uh, not really, but essentially Georgia is going to blow out. It's not even going to be a remotely close game. Georgia is going to blow out TCU. And I'm kind of, I'm feeling you on the under too. I feel like they're just going to just, just dominate. I'm talking about like 30, 35 to to 10 kind of ordeal. It's just, I don't like know. It's not watchable after the first quarter kind of game. Maybe, maybe a quarter and a half, then it'll yeah. be unwatchable. But well, I, I just feel, I just feel like it has to come back around. Like you, we couldn't, we can't get two great semifinal games and then a great national championship game. No, it it's not gonna work happen. like that. It, it doesn't happen, happen dude. <laughs> well, look, it's been, it's been a very good season. Uh, actually, you know, this this reminds me of one other thing to your point about close semifinals game. I remember, I don't know if y'all remember the first weekend in November, it was Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, Bama. And they were both matchups. And, and I think two or three people on some podcasts were like, you just get the feeling that one of Georgia and Alabama is going to lose this weekend. And I got a similar feeling. And I was like, you just get the feeling one of Georgia and Michigan is going to lose today. And in the beginning of November, everyone was like penciling in Bama's going to beat LSU. And oh, maybe the sexy TC. Tennessee is going to upset Georgia, right? And similar, everyone's penciling in Michigan, and oh, maybe sexy Ohio State's going to upset Georgia. And then, you know, history repeats itself. What happened in the semis? TCU won, and no one expected, and then Georgia won. And similar, LSU won, no one expected, and then Georgia won. So, I, you know, I, I completely agree with you on the balance part. I'm actually checking something right now. The only thing that gives me pause with the the Georgia spread is it's just so high and odds makers have continuously underestimated TCU because the way that the lines are really made is more off of, you know, player talent uh, than necessarily the intangibles of, you know, Max Duggan makes a smart play here, there, you know, turnovers. Sometimes maybe the turnovers are complete luck. Maybe there's partially skill based on the game plan that Sonny Dykes is running or, you know, something. Maybe one safety makes one break on the ball, and that completely changes it. So, I, I, I'm a little concerned, and I would have—I mean, I would have gone lock of the year. I was hoping the spread was going to be like six and a half. I mean, I'm the idiot that thought it was going to be six, but it was like, well, maybe after TCU beats Michigan, the odds makers will move the line, and so it's down to twelve. I loved it at—I would have loved it at six and a half. The first half, Georgia line seven. So, you know, if there's no funny business, I think Georgia's going to cover that. But, you know, if they turn over, like if they start slow against Ohio State, maybe they won't. So, in my opinion, if you're just going to bet the spread, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe 12 safer than seven just because you have the full game to go. But, I, I, David, I think, I, think, I think, you know, where you're at is, is, is similar to where I am, which, you know, when people agree on a podcast, it normally doesn't go well. So, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I think – Two fans, I think I have the, the slip for you, all right? I think I have the slip for you. First quarter, under 13.5 total points, and then take Georgia, minus seven, halftime. There we go. We don't have to worry about full games around here. 
There you go. And I'll do I'll do the two team parlay. I'll do I'll do Georgia minus the twelve and the the I, I'm seeing it at sixty three now. So my official lock in on that one is is sixty three. Uh, so we'll uh, it'll be a very interesting game. Um, you know, I hope it's close. You know, if it look, this is perfect. If if I lose, if I if it's if Georgia doesn't cover and the under doesn't hit, then that means it's going to be an over and it's going to be a close game. So like you know, that's it, it's it's a win win. Win win, yeah. On, on that. that. now, but um, well, look, we I, appreciate your time, man. I mean, yeah. are you? Do you have anything else? Or I know you got to go here. No, no, that's it. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, you know, man. Everyone, everyone, enjoy uh, the game. The last game of college football. We'll be back. Uh, I guess next Labor Day, getting ready for Brett's Best Bet season three, and uh, we'll have you know, on for the Super Bowl, man. We, we'll do. We're doing a little Super that. Bowl tour, so we'll have some fun with the Super Bowl tour, and we'll have you back on. Sounds great. Y'all take care. Yeah, man. Have a good evening. You too. Bye. Adios. He's the best. <laughs> I tell you what, though, he gets going, and you can't stop him. Since you got to jump right in front of him. <laughs> Uh, that's the best part about him though he's like he's so numbers based he just he just is like got so much in his head and it's on the sheet of paper in front of him he's just he just can't get it out quick enough love that he's like you know you know the Neuralink thing that they're coming out with he's gonna really benefit from that because he can just transfer information to somebody else instantaneously because he can't say it fast enough love him i'm so glad he comes on I kind of like the bet slip we came up with, you know. My, I like that spread first half because I don't know full game. Who knows what's gonna happen? This shit scares me. But that's true. I do agree that I think they. I like the idea, and I'm not a better. It's the two fans, and you know. Uh, but I do like the idea that the the two semifinal games were really high scoring, and then you're coming out in the first quarter and it's going to be a low scoring first quarter because they're obviously both the coaches, Sonny Dykes and Kirby are going to be focused on defense. Like that's their number one priority. You got to think, right? So they're going to come out strong on the defense. And I like that. And I don't, yeah, I agree with you. Like betting the full game. I mean, this is really, I kind of look at this like the TCU Michigan game. Like I just really have no idea what's going to happen. Truly. But I I, I think Georgia will win. I I mean, you got to think Georgia's going to win, right? Yeah, Georgia's gonna dominate. I mean, it it is what it is. They're gonna dominate. What happens if TCU wins, bro? That'd be wild. Madness. That'd be uh, wild, dude. Some crazy people are winning a lot of money. That's all I know. Is is uh, is Max Duggan? Is he a transfer? Do you know that? I have no idea, honestly. I wonder. I'm gonna look that up because he. I wonder if he's like been doing it with them for a while. But um. Do you have anything else for the two fans? No, man. I thought we'd just chat a little bit. And yeah, just we had him on. This is the first time we've ever done three hours and had a guest. Or sorry, first time we've ever done in our three years a guest. And then we actually have like commentary after. And I kind of like it. So I figured we'd chat a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the game uh, this, this uh, Monday. I think we'll have him on for the Super Bowl tour whenever we put that together officially i got seventh place you're telling me the constellation bracket doesn't matter in fantasy football i got seventh place you got fifth you actually you achieved your goal though you're right in the center you achieved perfect goal my goal was not to win my goal was to get a better (laughs) draft position and i achieved that goal i mean what is better one five yeah what what is better than having the same pick 
no matter what, on every round, you get pick of the litter every round. Boom, 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 boom. Who are you taking? And, talk about a way too early 2023 fantasy that's, football that's mock draft. You. That's why I asked you. Who are you taking? <laughs> Antonio Brown. That's what Bro, I'm taking. <laughs> I love that. He's making a comeback, dude. And he's playing for the Jets this time. For real? No. Or are no. you just making that up? Yeah, I made that up because the last time we saw him was he was on the Jets field. Maybe he had some inside sources. I don't know. No, he's going to be in prison by the next football season. Didn't he do some shit recently? He like beat somebody up or didn't he? Eh, I don't even know, but I can confirm uh, next week we're getting uh, Olu crew on here. Oh, Mr. Two Fans. uh Fantasy football champ, two-time, two-time fantasy football champ of the two fans league. Bro, I got to gas him up a little bit, even though he isn't here. That man put a photo of him on Instagram in the gym. That dude is yoked. He is huge now. That that That's why I made sure to get in on the schedule a week early, so that way I was like... I don't want to interrupt your gym time, bro. Can I, bro, can I uh, real. take some, can I take some of your time here? <laughs> Dude, when I met him, he wasn't that big. Now he's huge. So is Tyler coming with him? Did you confirm that or no, no confirmation on that yet? Um, I mean, I could, I just, all right, we'll I leave that up. We'll leave that up to, uh, to fate. If Timo Rodeau. Timo Rodeau. Hey, hey, Alejandro hey, today. It was funny because I was actually thinking about it. I, I totally forgot about uh, Clutch City Roundtable, bro. Bro, because <laughs> like, I was yes. trying to think of like how the whole thing started. With well, it started um, with me working at at a uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I I it, I I was just thinking through all that because you know now it's you know so much time is going by real quick. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking back and I was like, man, Clutch City Roundtable. I forgot about that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was the first time we brought them on. They were they were talking about that. They were legit too. They were going into like a studio and like having cameras and everything. And yeah, the girl involved was like the moderator and the whole. I mean, they were doing like a whole thing. It, then, I mean, then, they, then COVID shut that shit down real quick. God, how Fucking smart COVID. do we look for like? I remember when we started it, you're like Discord. Like, what the hell we're we gonna do on Discord? It's like, yeah, well, it was. We'll see when we. Zoom, yeah, when we started, it was kind of lame to do podcast like this and then it became actually it was norm. very lame and then covid hit and became the norm so we i like we to say we're, we're we're trendsetters yeah we're we trendsetters. trendsetters um we predict the future we do. we're kind of like the simpsons exactly uh, like the simpsons. about as yes. yellow as the simpsons yes um only wait, if what? i could be barred i don't <laughs> so you let that slide i was surprised no, I can be Bart, you be Homer. How about that? Or you uh, want to be Marge? You got Marge-type hair. Uh, I'll be Homer. You want to be Homer? Homer's <laughs> you funny. You look like a Homer. <laughs> <laughs> that show is wild. It predicts the future. That's, look that like a Homer. Is- no Aaron Judge. Ooh, ooh bars. Ooh. Took me bars. A second, but I got it. Took me a bars. You know, I learned something about baseball that they use different balls did you see this you hear about this yeah we talk about this already this came out a while ago i saw it on a video on some something on tv i saw maybe it was on espn or something yeah i don't know the science behind it but according to my loose 
knowledge of it, remembering it was that a majority of like the homer balls were in Yankee games. And what do you know? Aaron Judge set that record. So thought that was kind of funny for the Yankee fans out there. Juice stepped in balls. Juicing the balls up. You know what I'm saying? Bro, they need to. Sucks. Sports sucks. What are we going to do after the Super Bowl? What are we doing for the Super Bowl? What are we doing after the Super Bowl? It was like I, I missed football. For so long, and now it's like football's coming to an end. I'm gonna have to miss it again. I almost like miss it, even though it's still here. Honestly, I can. I'm glad the playoffs are coming up, and a Super Bowl in the end. I kind of need a little break from football because mm. it it just consumes everything. I mean, third you got Thursday night football, right? Cool Thursday night, then it's Friday, Saturday. All right, Sunday football. Then you got Monday night football. Also, think about this. Next thing you know, it's Thursday already. (laughs) So we have, you're right, we have Monday night football. We record either Monday or Tuesday night talking about football. Then we record Wednesday. Then we have football Thursday. Then we talk, and then it's Saturday football and Sunday. So we're like every day but Friday basically talking football or something. Like me is just like (sighs) watching football again. I'm like, I I'm sorry. It's it's I have to like I at like towards the end like this past like week or two. I'm just like I know, but I just have to like I don't yeah. want to. I just have to. You know, I'm sorry. It'll end eventually. You know, <laughs> they started all star voting for basketball. Have you watched a single basketball game this season? Have I watched a single <laughs> basketball? Um, I have not. <laughs> that that that's a negative there, but I have been uh, testing. Can you tell water. me who's number one in the I, West right now. I have been spending the few weeks testing the waters on betting basketball. Ooh. I haven't actually put any money on it, but I've been like looking at stuff, like oh, if I were putting money, I'll pick this because I didn't want to go in and start putting money on it and then lose all my money because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> Cause I, I thought ahead of time, bro. I thought football's gonna come to an end. I need another sport. Like I can't just. I mean, hockey. I have I have, I have hockey? Yes, but I need another sport along with that. I can't just bet hockey all day every day. And I mean, what am I gonna do? Wait to the Masters to bet golf? What the fuck? Um, yeah, it's true. So, right now, uh, so I was just like, I, I need to get on this basketball wave. Like, see, see what test the waters out, like get prepared. So that way I'm not just like doing dumb shit when football ends. Yeah. We do have like a weird period from like March to like May where just sports are just not as good. But then you get into June and it's like playoff basketball, you know, and that's hockey playoffs, uh, hockey playoffs. Yeah. Like, so we do have a couple of months. I guess it's a break. It's probably for the wives, the wives that aren't interested in sports, I should say. That's I mean, we'll have me on. For the most part, they probably aren't interested in sports. They just what? They just, they do just what? what they, do. they just kind of just watch it. They just oh. watch it with with the with the husbands. <laughs> so Mia kind of does sometimes, depending on her mood. She'll she'll sit there and be like, "Uh, she really doesn't like hockey, though." I, I don't know. I'm trying to get her to come around. I, I every like. Football, I could get away with it sometimes. Like she'll sit there and she'll ask questions and whatnot about what's going on. 
hockey, dude, I turn that shit on and she's just like, I don't want to watch this. And I'm just like, why do you hate hockey so much? Does she and, like MMA? Is she around the UFC yet? Oh, she that that's probably her favorite just because I mean there's there really? I mean it's 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 the easiest sport to understand, bro. You're just beating the shit out of somebody. Like it, it's hands yeah. fist and you know, it's fighting. You you don't I don't need to explain to her. There's no intricacies to it. You just like see somebody freaking overhand right the shit out of somebody and you're just like oh and you see them wobbling and you're like oh you're like oh shit like i don't have you don't have to explain that you can just see it and know no matter who you are yeah i guess it's like when i think about it like my mom when i when i've asked her when i put it on at one point when i was i don't know we we're holiday or something uh we bought the pay-per-view and oh my god i'm not watching that they're like why it's like well it's just you know it's kind of it's violent like it's really violent so i don't mind it i mean fuck's sake i played cod and all the other you know shoot them blow them up whatever games played them before so it's like watching somebody beat the shit out of another guy it's entertainment but some people it's like this is pretty violent so it it, it, it just depends it, it depends a lot of people are like that's that's the thing like boxing versus mma i feel like a lot of people feel like they could watch boxing. It's it's they have the big old gloves and it's not as violent and whatnot. But it's just, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say it's the same shit. But it's not it's not the same shit because it's four ounce gloves. But yeah. I mean, it's the same intricacies times ten. You know what I mean? Like a lot. It's just it's fighting. It's it's badassness. I don't know what what else you want. Like you see one. football players freaking. You know, hitting the shit out of each other, getting concussions. Like, yeah. By the way, Darman, Darman Hamlin. Uh, let me give that update because I saw an update. Uh, give me he's uh, he's awake. He woke up. Because um, he, he asked, he uh, asked if the, if the Bills won. <laughs> yeah, according to doctors, Buffalo Bills safety Darman Hamlin is awake and holding hands with family after suffering cardiac arrest during Monday night's game. Uh, this is 5 p.m. on. What day is it today? Thursday. Hamlin is on a ventilator and is unable to speak, but he has been communicating through writing. Doctors at UC Health said in a press conference that Hamlin's first question was, did we win the game? Since his emergency a toy drive charity set up by Hamlin has received more than $7 million in donations. To keep keep that in mind that we uh, when we last recorded a couple days ago, it was just over $3 million. So it's doubled in a couple of days, which is awesome. I mean, God bless you. That's great. Um, but I just wanted to give that update. That's everything I got, though, dude. That was that was fun. I really appreciate Brett's time. Two fans, you know where to find them. Please reach out to us individually or via Twitter uh, at Slice Dabbles Pod, uh, Instagram Slice Dabbles Podcast. If you want on Brett's best bets, this guy is diligent, man. He he puts it out every single week, and they're very detailed, and they're not they're not bland. Like he does a good job of making it you know entertaining for what it is it's numbers and it's advice and things like that but it's not you're not reading a textbook so i really really believe in what he's doing and uh yeah text us or uh, message us via social media to get on that but other than that dude um we'll see you next time